Hello, welcome to the Apostle Frederick Kaluluma podcast channel. This Wednesday, Apostle preaches a sermon titled, Never Lose Hope. In this sermon, the man of God teaches how hope is linked to faith and how every believer can stand in Christ and look towards the future with pleasure. So grab your Bibles, pens and notepads as we join Apostle Frederick from the City of the Lord Church in Lusaka, Zambia. Be blessed. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. We give you glory. We give you glory. We give you glory, we give you glory, Lord. We give you glory. We give you glory, Lord. We give you glory, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. There is none like you. For no one else can touch my heart like you do. And I can search for all eternity, Lord. And find that there is none like you. Lord, there is none like you. For no one else can touch my heart like you. I can search for all eternity, Lord, and find that there is none like you. Yeah, Lord, there is none like you. Tonight, I will be talking about something I have entitled, Never Lose Hope. Never Lose Hope. Now, if your memory goes that far back, because we had many activities afterwards, you will remember that in the first service on Sunday, it was not just characterized by what you remember it by, it was also characterized by a message uh, in which 
I shared briefly, I exalted briefly about hope and how you should never lose it. And I thought it best that I bring to your remembrance what I shared and also seek to amplify because um, it's something that we really cannot ignore. Praise the Lord. So never lose hope. Colossians chapter number one, and we are going to go to verse number 23. Colossians chapter one, and we're going to go to verse 23. Praise God. Colossians 1, verse 23. Colossians 1, 23. So the Bible says, the Bible says, if indeed you continue in the faith, grounded and steadfast, and are not moved away from the hope of the gospel which you heard, which was preached to every creature under heaven, of which I, Paul, became a minister. Of which I, Paul, became a minister. Praise the Lord. I want you to type on your screens, and if there's somebody next to you, I want you to say, never lose Say it one more time. So never lose hope. Hope is something so, so precious. It's so precious that it's something that you must endeavor never to lose. So never lose hope. Now I want us to read verse 27. So in verse 23 we're being told that we should not be moved away from the hope of the gospel. So I want us to read verse 27. In verse 27, Paul says, To them God willed to make known what are the riches of the glory of this mystery among the Gentiles, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. Christ in you, the hope of glory. There's something about having Christ in you. You know, uh, it's interesting that a believer should never be in a place where they don't have hope for a greater level of glory. They should never be in a place where they don't have hope for a greater level of glory. And I know that even as you're listening to me, I'm speaking to you and we are experiencing different situations. There are some of us whom this message has found us in a very good period in life. My friend, you can have hope for greater levels of glory. There are some of us whom this message has found us in a period where we are confused, in a period where we've got many questions, in a period where some things seem uncertain, some plans that we made don't seem to be coming to fruition. Maybe some prophecies that we received don't seem to be coming to fruition right now. There are questions, the circumstances around seem to be bringing more doubt than they are bringing uh, faith. I came with this message right for you. And I'm encouraging you to not lose hope. So what is hope? 
what is hope? Hope means to anticipate with pleasure. Hope means to anticipate with pleasure. It's talking about expectation or confidence. And that's why it's highly linked to faith. Because remember, faith is a substance of things hoped for. So the moment that we get rid of hope, then we'll have struggle with faith. Because faith is a substance of things hoped for. I'll say this again. Hope means to anticipate with pleasure, with expectation. Praise the Lord. I'll give you an example. You'll notice that if a meal is being prepared and somebody is hungry for it, there are times they might even begin salivating in advance once they can smell it. They're anticipating with pleasure the meal that they're going to have. That's what they're doing. They're anticipating with pleasure. You observe uh, a child when they want to be carried. They're anticipating with pleasure that they will be lifted. That's why they lift their hands. And hope keeps us going. So never lose hope. Hope refers to anticipating with pleasure. You must look forward to your future with pleasure. You must look forward to your tomorrow with pleasure. And today I'm going to give you one reason why you must always look forward to your tomorrow with pleasure. I want us to look at Proverbs 23 before I get to the reasons. Let's look at Proverbs 23. And I want us to look at verse 17 and verse 18. We'll start with the New King James and then we'll go to the, new, uh, to the Amplified. We might even go to the, to the NLT. The Bible says, do not let your heart envy sinners, but be zealous for the fear of the Lord all the day. You see, it's very possible for your heart to begin to envy sinners. The Bible wouldn't have told us do not if it wasn't possible for that to happen. Sometimes it's possible to sit and think, you know what? That person did things in a dubious manner. Those other guys did things in the wrong way and they're in a better place. And if you're not careful, you may sit down and begin to uh, admire people who are doing things the wrong way. Not because you want to do things the wrong way, but perhaps there are certain things you've been believing for. There are certain things that you've been trying to get in a legitimate manner and it doesn't seem to be happening. This, this, it's not a new thing. Thousands of years ago, King Solomon writes and he says, do not let your heart envy sinners, but be zealous for the Lord. Be zealous for the fear of the Lord all the day. I've done some sermons on the fear of the Lord. Perhaps I'll do a few more. The fear of the Lord is that holy reverence for God. And the Bible tells us that this same fear of the Lord is actually the beginning of wisdom. Now, look at verse 18. It says, For surely there is a hereafter, and your hope will not be cut off. Let's look at it from the Amplified. Come on, from verse 17. It says, Let not your heart envy sinners, but continue in the reverent and worshipful fear of the Lord all the day long. You know, there are times when you may be thinking, is it that I'm not doing things rightly? Is it that I'm not doing the right thing or I'm not doing things rightly? But notice it says continue, meaning in this case, the person who seems to have been envying sinners is probably doing the right thing. And the Bible is urging you to say continue. No wonder in Galatians 6 verse 6, we are, saying, we are told, do not grow weary in doing good, for in due season you shall reap. What am, I, what am I trying to say? Sometimes it may not be that there's something you're perhaps not doing right. Just keep 
on doing the right thing. You see, there are times when you just have to continue in your faithfulness. We don't know why Jesus' ministry didn't start at 10. We don't know why, despite how good it looked at the age of 12, we don't know why at the age of 18, Jesus' ministry hadn't yet started. But sometimes it's just keep being faithful, keep being faithful, keep being faithful, keep being faithful. We don't know why the Holy Ghost didn't come on day one when they were tiring in the book of Acts. We don't know why, you know, you can imagine how that prayer meeting was without the Holy Spirit. Ten days. Ten days. And you're waiting for someone whom you have no idea what will happen when he comes. So it says, do not let your heart envy sinners. Listen, this shows you two things. Firstly, it's very possible for your heart to envy sinners. You can be very righteous and you can come to a place where you envy sinners. Secondly, you can actually, God in this scripture, remember the grace is in the instruction. You hear that when we talk about uh, grace by instructions. There's grace by instructions. So the grace is in the instruction. So in the instruction, which is telling you not to let your heart envy sinners, is the grace for you to have control over your heart. Is the grace for you to tell it, ah, my soul, ah, my heart, ah, uh-uh, not this way, this way. In the instruction is the grace. Let's continue. Verse 18. It says, for surely there is a latter end. And oh my goodness, I'm glad the Bible tells us that the latter is greater than the former. It says, for surely there is a latter end, a future and a reward, and your hope and expectation shall not be cut off. Listen to me, I'm talking right to you. You're the one I'm speaking to. And I can assure you, I can assure you, your hope and expectation shall not be cut off. There is a latter end. There is a future. There is a reward for serving God faithfully. And your hope, what, which hope are we talking about? Your anticipation with pleasure shall not be cut off. In the name of Jesus, I pray, may these days come speedily for you. May these days come speedily for you. May you experience these days in the now. I pray as I'm speaking this message, the grace that has come with this message may make you a living testimony that the hope of the righteous is not cut off in Jesus' name. Praise the Lord. So now, what are some of the ways in which you can ensure that your hope does not end? Number one, trust the Lord. Trust the Lord. I'll never forget growing up, uh, I'd watch a lot of Kobe's Clubhouse and, you know, some of the songs stuck in my head. If there's one that's stuck, and, you know, there are times I'll be walking and I'll be singing it in my head. There's one that went, trust in the Lord with all your heart. You remember that? Never. Then some people will say, ooh. <laughs> never lean on your own understanding. Remember it? In all of your ways, acknowledge him. Oh, my goodness. Did we go to... Ladies and gentlemen, what were we watching? (laughs) Were we just watching Bar Rangers? So, Proverbs chapter number 3, verse 5. Proverbs chapter 3, verse 5. I can assure you that as much as I'll be reading it in my head, I'm singing it. Proverbs chapter 3, verse 5. Are we ready? 1, 2, 3. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. 
and lean not on your own understanding. It says, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Not with some of it, not with the bottom of it, with all of it. Praise God. So it says, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Now, I want us to look at the word trust. Um, I'm just checking. I want to read it for you from the strong Greek uh, and Hebrew. Batak. And that means to find refuge in, to be confident in, to be sure in, to be bold, to be secure, to be secure. You know, uh, we wrote a song, and there's a part that I really love. It says, he will never leave you. He will not forsake you. And it is safe to love him. It's safe to have confidence in him. It's safe to have trust in him. It's safe to give him. Listen, it's safe to put all your eggs in one basket if that basket is him. It's safe to only have one option if that option is him. Trust in the Lord. We are not talking about a man. God is not a man that he should lie. Nor the son of man that he should change his mind. He who sends his word, does he not have the power to establish it? He who has built this earth from scratch, does he not have the power to build your life? He who made out of one blood all peoples of the earth, does he not have the authority and the power to build your life? Trust in the Lord. Trust in the Lord. When we're talking about trust, you know, we're talking about relationship. When we're talking about trust, we're talking about relationship. And perhaps when we start bordering on areas like trust is when you begin to understand why Jesus talked about the kingdom of God being like that of little children. If there's something that little children have, it's that, what word can I use? They've got this reckless trust. There's this reckless trust. You can put a little kid on top of the fridge and say, jump. The guy's not going to start calculating. So do you know that the diameter of the shan, shan, shan? No, no, no. As long as the person who said that, as long as they've got that relationship, they trust. Listen, even them crying is as a result of trust. They cry because they know they'll be heard. They cry because they know they'll be heard. So you may be going through a hard time. I'm telling you, it's one thing to cry out of despair and cry out of saying, oh, I I know you're not going to come out of hopelessness. But there's what is called the tears of the righteous. The Bible says that the eyes of the Lord are upon the righteous and his ears are attentive to their cry. There is a way they cry out. The Bible tells us that the name of the Lord is a safe tower. The righteous run to it and they are safe. Trust in this God because he always hears you. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Trust in him. Praise the Lord. Trust in him. Now, why should you trust in him? It's very simple. The reason why we're trusting him is very simple. Firstly, he has good plans for us. Oh, he has good plans for us. Have you not read in Jeremiah chapter number 29 verse 11? You see, the people in this case, they were in Babylon. And during this period, they... um, Things were so so rough. I'm sure you've read it. They described it uh, by the rivers of Babylon. Yeah, there we wept. And our captors asked us, sing one of the songs of Zion. And they said, how can we sing the Lord's song in a foreign land? And so there was a set period for them to leave that place. 
But God was telling them, look, even in this period you can flourish. And then he tells them something. He says, for I know the thoughts that I think towards you, says the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you a future and a hope. God's thoughts over you are to give you a hope and a future. Those are the thoughts he's thinking over you. Those are the plans he has over you. And you know, um, as you continue in this journey of faith, there are moments where it feels like you cannot see the hand of God. There are moments where it feels like you're not seeing that, that, that divine intervention. In such moments where you feel like you cannot see the hand of God, trust the heart of God. Trust the heart of God. Trust God's heart towards you. Trust God's thoughts towards you. That's why Paul said, look, come what may. If there's something I'm not going to doubt, it's the love that God has for me. You can see that when you read Romans chapter number 8. He said, uh, and verse 37, said, For I'm fully convinced that neither death nor life, past nor present, angels nor demons, nor anything else shall be able to separate me from the love of God which is in Christ Jesus. No wonder he could boldly say, if, if God be for us, who can be against us? It's that aspect of trust. Don't, for lack of a better term, grow up too much and you start acting like a teenager before God, you know, like I can do it on my own, I can do it on my own. Always maintain that childlike heart of humility. That childlike, I trust you, Lord. That childlike, I trust you. Never, never, never let go of it. Never let go of it, okay? And here's another thing. The Bible does tell us about what God intends for our future. Show me Psalm 23. Psalm 23. Psalm 23, and give me verse 1. It says, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. Uh, before we read this, I want us to have a bit of an understanding here. The man who was writing this was a shepherd. The man, I want us to know this. The man who was writing these things was a shepherd. It was David. And I also want us to have an understanding. What kind of shepherd was David? There is a cannibal of shepherd David was. Let me tell you how I know. Because when he was about to kill Goliath, they asked him, what experience do you have? And the guy said, hey, hey, don't talk to me about experience. I tend my father's sheep. And there was a time a bear came. I grabbed the sheep out of its mouth and tore that thing. Another time a lion came, I did the same thing. So David's idea of a shepherd was not a coward. David's idea of a shepherd was somebody who could stand before a bear, stand before a lion, and defend the sheep at all costs. So when David then thinks about his life as a shepherd, and then he realizes no matter how strong he is, he's not the strongest there is. He himself has a shepherd. So he sits and says, hey, the Lord is my shepherd. He says, the Lord is my shepherd. Let's go on. And he says, I shall not want. Uh-huh. Notice, he makes me to lie down in green pastures and he leads me beside the still waters. Listen, if you are one of David's sheep, you always have hope for a good meal. You always have hope that even if lions and even if you go graze where there are lions and bears, you have hope. You have hope that even if you're in the midst of lions and bears, you can, you can drink properly from the pond. You can eat properly from the grass because there's a certain person who's your shepherd. Praise the Lord. Let's go on. Notice, he restores my soul. I pray for you in Jesus' name. You see, the, world, the Bible tells us that 
in the last days, there'll be perilous times, meaning there'll be hard times. So sometimes we, some, sometimes we fall victim to the hardness of life. But I pray for you in the name of Jesus. May the Lord restore your soul. I pray for you in the name of Jesus. May the Lord refresh your mind. I pray for you in the name of Jesus. May your soul be restored. May your joy be restored. I pray for you in the name of Jesus. All these attacks against your mind, these attacks against your faith, these attacks against your peace, these attacks against your heart, in the name of Jesus, I decree and declare, they come to an end now. So it says, he restores my soul. He leads me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Listen, it's God's name on the line. Your destiny is it's, it's bigger than you. It's bigger than you. Get, let that sink in. It's God's name on the line. And he's leading you in this path for his name's sake. Now I want you to see this. Verse 4. It says, yes, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. I will Fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. I want you to get me here. That valley, of, that valley you may be walking through. Listen to me first, you're just walking through. Don't pitch a camp there. Don't pitch a tent there. You are just walking through. Don't pitch a tent. You don't stay there. You're not there to dwell. It's just a path. As you, Where are you going? For you, where you dwell is, it leads me to the still waters. That's the place you're going to. That valley you're just walking through. And listen, even as you're walking through it, the Bible says, uh, when I walk, when you walk through the waters, they will not overtake you. When you go through the fire, it will not burn you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, I pray for you. In, the, in Jesus' name, you that is saying, but apostle, I've been in this for so long. In Jesus' name, you're coming out now. And you're coming out unscathed. You're coming out unburned. Whatever the enemy may have stolen from you, in the name of Jesus, I decree and declare it is restored. And says, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. This is why fellowship with the Spirit of God is important. He says, for you are with me. Oh, you will never leave me. He says, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. Let's go on. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. Oh my, I feel bad for anyone who's declared themselves an enemy of your progress. Anyone who's declared themselves an enemy through their speech or through their expectation of you. Oh my goodness, I feel they better get some sunglasses because they're about to watch. <laughs> they're about to watch a great meal being prepared. And you know something? It's okay to invite them to eat. <laughs> But he prepares a table before you. You can eat even in the midst of bears and lions. He says, you anoint my head with oil. My cup runs over. Uh -huh. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. Now as a man of God, I speak over your life. Whatever does not look like goodness and mercy, it loses track of you in Jesus' name. Whatever does not look like goodness and mercy, Sickness stops following you now in Jesus' name. Poverty stops following you. Rejection stops following you in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. And someone who's been dealing with rejection. It's like everywhere just being rejected, 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 rejected. In the name of Jesus, that is reversed. I declare that there is favor on you. There is favor on you. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. 
Lift your hands and just tell him you trust him. Kilamasan tokori biki setehis. Solo tokori biki shadadadahas. Though you're walking through the fire, you will not be burnt. Though you're walking through the waters, you will not be swept away. And when you feel like hope is lost, just remember what he said. But though the winds and waves come crashing, he'll be right by your side. Listen to me. Though you're walking through the fire, you shall not be burned. You may be walking through waters right now, but you will not be swept away. Feel like hope is lost. Just remember all that he said. And when the winds and waves come crashing, he'll be right by your side. He is right by your side. He is right by your side. Lift your hands. You are right by my side. Tell him, Lord. You are right by my side, Lord. You are right by my side, Lord. You are right by my side. You are right by my side. You are right by my side. You will never leave me. Help me with that one. It is safe to love you, your promises are ever true. Come on, you never leave me. You will not forsake It is safe to love you Yeah. 
come on, sing it. You are the rose of Shalom. You are my peace. You are my peace in the midst of the storm. You are the watching me right now is a person watching is a person watching me in your prayer time and just generally you had marked out the date 19th June you had marked out you had marked out that date you had marked out the date 19th June I would like you to know that it's a very prophetic date for you. You had marked out the date 19th June. It's almost like you felt your energy could only take you up to then. I see the Lord coming through for you on the 19th of June. You're going to testify. You will send us that testimony. It's something that's going to happen on the 19th of June. This is something you remember all the days of your life because you're going to live a long life. 19th of June. The Lord has marked that date for you. Isn't it good to have hope? Isn't it good to have hope? Come on, give the Lord a hand! Can we say the grace and then they will send us out with a song? Let's say the grace together in our homes. Now may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of the Father, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. 
and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. God bless you. What a service. I've been so blessed and I know you have been too. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you. You can reach the City of the Lord Church on plus 2609537560076 or plus 2609774746. If you are unable to call us, you can email us on thecityofthelordzambia at gmail.com or reach us on the Facebook page at the City of the Lord Church. Stay blessed.